When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the Lakers Fast Break Podcast, part of the Hoopheads Podcast Network. Check out all their awesome basketball shows today at hoopheadspod.com. back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, and Pop Culture Cosmos as well. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us right here at the Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, Game Source, of course, the great folks at SinBlades.com. Go ahead and get your lawn transformed into something beautiful today at SinBlades right there. SinBlades right there. SinBlades.com. That's with a Y, of course. S-Y-N-Blades.com. Plus, also as well, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support the great folks at LakersBall.com, know that Ox1947 is the man right there at LakersBall.com. Plus, our good friends, Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet, they are behind the great site known as LakerHolics.com. Be part of the conversation there today at LakerHolics.com. Plus, our good friends at the Hoopheads Podcast Network at HoopheadsPod.com. And if you can like and all that, in fact, if you can even subscribe right below Joe today, in fact, if you can on YouTube, there he is. There he is right below. He's not that scary. You guys have been subscribing, hitting that subscribe button. We truly appreciate it. We need more though. We need absolutely a lot more. We're not going to lie, but if you can, it is sincerely appreciated. But I will say that unfortunately for the Lakers, even after a, it was a pretty competitive game, but a, a second quarter, I guess, uh, disappointing second quarter led to the Lakers, unfortunately, never being able to regain the lead that they once had in the first quarter. And they, unfortunately, close loss, but still a loss nonetheless, 118 to 113. They lose to the Minnesota Timberwolves, who did not have Rudy Gobert or Carl Anthony Towns in the lineup. The Lakers, though, they had most of the lineup intact, and we'll talk about some of that lineup and some of the problems that were in the midst between the lineup, as far as that's concerned, coming up here in a bit. But Anthony Davis, pretty solid, 7-11 for 19 points. LeBron James, 9-12, 25 points. The two stars seem to be ready for the season already. Lonnie Walker, 12 points. After that, it's pretty much touch and go. Cole Swider had 11 points. After that, 
maybe not a whole lot from the bench, that which is the reason why in the second quarter they got they got uh, outscored thirty-two to twenty-four. But overall, there were some okay points in the game. Obviously, it could some positive things you could take away from it, and some negative things as well in regards to some team chemistry issues, especially in the starting lineup. We'll talk about that. Plus, also as well, our final rosters from the staff have been made. Some of the staff members already sent in their thoughts on the staff, so we'll go ahead and check out what their thoughts on the 50, what the 15-man roster for them should be, along with mine as well. Plus, the last episode of Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers that dropped earlier this week on Hulu, so I have some final thoughts on the series because I checked the entire series out, and hopefully I will go ahead and share that with you as well on today's show. But first man here, first up, First man here is a good man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrow. And Joe, again, I don't want to take too much away from the game, although we had all of our quote unquote starters in there. They didn't for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Pretty decent start to the game. Lakers had a little bit of a lead. They were tied going into the second quarter. As soon as the, the, subs and the replacements started to come in and started to work rotations there that's when you see things in the second quarter started to falter just a little bit well the fundamental things were what we've been discussing all summer came to a head today uh-huh. uh they shot 20 i believe it was 10 out of 38 from three yeah and i think maybe half of those was in the fourth quarter when guys were probably a little bit more relaxed shooting Ken, Kendrick Nunn, unfortunately, could not find the magic today. Two eleven minus nineteen. Yeah, they they uh, they had twenty turnovers that ended up creating twenty four points. Yeah. So we we knew, we knew they're not going to shoot well, but there's two things here that it doesn't matter how bad your team is, you have to make sure you do, and that's protect the ball and make your free throws. And I, I said it before when we went, I think it was 17 of 18 in the Golden State game. We needed every free throw in that one, right? So looking at the stats for free throws, if I can find it here, because um, they didn't shoot too bad from the field. They were about 45%. Yeah, even with the three-point uh, inefficiency there. So, that, you know, they we could take at least a little bit of that. There were some transition points. They they scored well in transition. They had some fast break points. But again, when you're talking about the ineptness in the three-point area, that, that's kind of a detraction. 78% for the line is something pretty good to take away from. 78%. That's much better than in the past for, for some of the maker teams. Uh, the uh, issue is, the issue is uh, you know, if you hit three or four more free throws, you probably win this game. Yeah. But the 20 turnovers are the, I would say, the the the, 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 L, the, the major reason for the L today. And I, I don't understand. And there, a lot of them were just careless, just absolutely careless. And I was I was going back and forth at the Dodger game. So I was paying attention on, on, on most in most cases. But then, you know, if I if I didn't catch one issue here or there, I, I, I you know, I was able to. Well, there's one issue I'm hoping you caught and I'll talk to you about that in a sec. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll put some positive, positive spin here. Uh, AD looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, we, can, we can build off that. And then LeBron was 9 for 12. 
And LeBron at this point, I, I he's the only guy on the team I feel when he shoots the the long ball, it's going in. Everyone else, maybe none to a degree. I know he had a bad game today, but uh, I haven't had a chance to see him play as, uh, enough to really kind of give him Laker that. Tom's latest anointee, Matt Ryan, 0 for 3. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> we, we, this is not the first, and this will not be the last, overhyped, over-exaggerated one game, you know, Hall of Fame play, uh, game by a nobody that we anoint the next whatever. This is a uh, what was somebody calling him on Lakers ball? They were calling him Matt. Uh, they were calling him. Look, he kind of has a little bit of a Slava look, and I never really paid attention to what Matt Ryan uh, looked like up until today. Now we're calling him Matt Medvedenko. Matt, yeah, Matt Medvedenko. That's kind of a tongue twister. The so I, and I, I had seen Matt Ryan obviously the last you know week, and then somebody said, "Hey man, this guy look like Slava," and I go, "What?" I started just like focusing on him, like telling the camera guy to, can you put the camera on Matt Ryan? I want to see what it looks like. And then the guy panned right to him, right when he was kind of got a side profile. And I go, holy crap, he does. He has this like jawline, like Slava. Yeah, poor Matt Ryan. I mean, I'm sure he was excited and was, you know, getting a little bit attention. You know, again, it's LA Lakers. They, they, they do that. He got some attention. And then of course he laid an egg today, Absolutely. but I, 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 I don't understand why these guys can't play mistake free ball. It, it's, it's 20 turnovers, even in a preseason game, even if you have, young guys that are trying to do things. I just, I, if you, if you have 14 turnovers, you probably win this game. And that's how close this thing is. That's why they use the analytics of the three point uh, shot. It's, it's, you'd rather take the shot and make it. Uh, it's a better percentage of taking these shots, a certain amount of these shots and, and making, you know, 40% or let's say 30%, 35% of them to play inside and get, 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 two-point shots. You can use that analytics with turnovers. You can use it, obviously, with free throws. But I don't know, man. The the Lakers just have a really hard time doing the fundamentals correctly. And that plays a big part in setting the tone and setting the the enthusiasm. When when you have a team that can't guard anybody, especially when you're you're vets, (coughs) Westbrook still can't guard anybody, uh, and then Beverly didn't look too well today, and I, I you can't. Are you going to expect him to play really well? He's thirty four, right, uh, on defense. And if 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 we're not going to be able to shoot, this is what I said last year about Westbrook. We can't shoot. Okay, how about we do everything else better? Make up some ground here. But today, and and you know, Carl Anthony Towns wasn't playing. Gobert wasn't playing, and. It, it, you know, I was watching LeBron and AD. They were playing hard, and they could Nas not. Reed was destroying the Lakers. Yeah, they, 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 uh, they, they were playing hard, and they could not really put a dent on this team. And that's what's disappointing is that okay, again, Gobert not in the lineup, Carl Anthony Towns not in the lineup, Anthony Edwards, who is on the verge of becoming one of the superstars in the league, possibly because of the way he played in the playoffs. He only scored five points. 
Yet you still found a way to lose, even with your, supposedly your starting lineup, because it's becoming more and more apparent that Anthony Davis will be the starting center due to the lackluster play of both centers during this exhibition season. Plus also as well, Westbrook in the lineup, 25 minutes, only five points, four turnovers, really disappointing, uh, excuse me, three turnovers, five points, four assists, didn't give you much for 25 minutes. Like you said, on defense, he did not look good again this time around. But the biggest thing is the fact that if you saw what was going on, especially after one particular time where Patrick Beverly, trying to do his Patrick Beverly stuff, getting the starting lineup together to go ahead and huddle after a foul, trying to go ahead and reach for every teammate. And he goes ahead and he's reaching for Russell Westbrook to come here to strategize something. Russell Westbrook wants no part of it. Here we go, my friend. This is something that we talked about. It's already starting and we're not even on the regular season. Well, it, it, he, he is a leopard and his spots don't change. Darvin Ham will have to make a decision before the year is over on whether this guy should be on the team. I'm hoping Rob and Jeannie give him the okay to make that decision. It's better to go in without this guy than with him. It's just not, he's not helping anything. Now, if you think, if you think that Patrick Beverly is goofy and I'm not going to be doing this huddle stuff, well, Minnesota I, Timberwolves in that same shot, we're huddling up. So, you it, know, it 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 sets a tone that you are the unaccountable buffoon that you've always been and will continue to be. And it looks like Russell Westbrook won't go the way of Carmelo Anthony, where the ego finally hit a wall and Carmelo kind of changed his ways. Russell Westbrook is probably the most stubborn guy you'll probably see in this in this thing. And at this point, the Lakers have to really make a decision, I would say probably after 10 games, on whether this guy should be on the team. If you want to give him a shot, that's fine. I get it. But I mean, but the seats have already been planted, my friend. We, we've been talking about this, guys. We, we know what we're looking at. I, I, we know. I, we, we watch these things. We're watching the players. We're watching the games. We are not. We are not just trying to be mean people. This guy holds no accountability for his play. He is self-inflicting in terms of his delusion, to the point where it's it's laughable, and no one on that team seems to have. This is the time where you would really need a Draymond Green, because I think Draymond Green might say it to him. He might say, "You." don't know how to play defense and then strike him. Well, I don't think he'd strike him uh, unless of course he says what, whatever pool said to him or shoves him first. Right. But you need someone to finally say, get your act together clown or get off the team. Or LeBron James goes to management and says, I want this clown off my team. Then at that point you're done. Then he's out. But it's just so discouraging. Again, this is the first real. It's not though. It's not. It's not discouraging. But but this is the first time this lineup has even played together, and they're already having issues. We we knew this was going to happen. It just yes, we we did. We got it. We 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 knew. We we know this is not a. This is not. This is not a a. It's not surprising. It's not surprising. It's not the unknown. We're not in the realm of the unknown. This is who this guy is. 
And if you are a, a, a focused person, a, a person who understands what they're looking at and how to interpret things in a common sense way, you already saw at the media day that this guy has still not taken any accountability for the destruction of this team from a team standpoint. Yeah. From a team basketball standpoint, this guy holds no accountability and will not perform up to his contract, number one, and up to anything that's going to be championship worthy. Yeah. So you need to make a decision as a an, an organization. You know, you're, you're going to have to eat that money one more year. And I highly recommend that you guys eat it with him not being on this team. It's just, if you got if you want to salvage this year in some capacity, you're going to have to keep this guy away from this team. Otherwise, yeah. Well, yeah go ahead, otherwise no, you're not, you're not, you, you, even if they're playing well, right? Like they're not, they didn't play bad in a sense of they weren't competing, right? No. They were competing. Yeah. They just were not protecting the ball and they weren't making the free throws to, to my liking, especially first three quarters and then you know not making threes I, I again i can't i we already know they can't shoot if they don't shoot well it's not a surprise but when so, you can't shoot and you turn the ball over that's that's two big whammies right yeah. there that's yeah. really hard it, to yeah it's not it's not it's 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 uh that you know you have what two more uh, preseason games that you need yes. to get these guys going and, and darvin has already said that he, he wants to have these guys i think I think Darvinham might have the guys play ne- the next game the way he did today because I think he did it a game early yeah. where he he really played the guys a good amount of minutes unless he plays LeBron and uh, AD you know thirty five minutes uh, I'm I'm thinking the next game they're gonna play the way they played tonight and then the last play- preseason yeah. game probably let him sit so okay. with that I'm going to cross my fingers that after ten games if we're sitting at three and uh, seven. Uh, and there's another situation with Russell Westbrook, then it's it's Darvin Ham's call to really put some pressure on Laker management to get that guy off the team. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. Once again, it's the Lakers Fast Break. It's Gerald Glasser along with my good friend, Mr. Joe Sorrell, right here, Ox1947. You can find him at LakersBall.com. Be part of the great groups that are just amazing part of the Lakers basketball experience during the Lakers games themselves. Go ahead and be part of the fun today at LakersBall.com. 
my friend, again, you know, we did see this coming when it concerns Russell Westbrook. And I know we get a lot of flack on the comments. Why are you guys so hard on him? Why are you guys so hard on him? Well, you know, the proof's in the pudding. And you already see him right there being disgruntled. You already see him right there not choosing to be a part of the team. With Dennis Schroeder, in his, actually, he didn't do much today, but Dennis Schroeder did see his first action with the Lakers again this, this season. He came back, of course, he was signed, free agent, had the visa issues, came back on the court for his first time this season, didn't score any points, but his presence, does that mean it's going to get even easier for you to say, you know what, if Westbrook does anything more detrimental to the team because these little things can add up very quickly, it's much easier to go ahead and say, you know what, Dennis Schroeder, take the time, and you're going home, Russell Westbrook. When you have an ache somewhere that won't go away, are you the type that will wait till it's too late? Mm. Or are you going to understand that you know your body and, hey, I know my body. This thing is, shouldn't be here. I got to have it checked. The quicker you check something like that, the quicker you are likely to stop something from being bad. Uh, we are, we have a, we've already gotten uh, a taste of what this thing is. So you should be really alert at this point. Yeah. And understand that if, if this is going to come off the rails and, and let's just say they start out five and five. And they're playing somewhat good ball. But this guy keeps doing Westbrook things. I you still have to t- tell him to go home. It 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 can de- it can destroy the season. It really can. And you're already behind the eight ball. You're not your best shooter is still LeBron James in my book. You have a, sure. a healthy AD, which is going to carry you a lot, but you also have to be careful because if you're going to be playing at the five and he's going to be you know, back and forth, back and forth and playing, you know, not, you know, with the energy that he plays with, you know, you, you, you're risking more, uh, a, more of a possibility of him getting a little knickknack injury or whatnot. It, well, with Lonnie Walker playing, okay. But a little bit surprising, actually been a little bit more surprising than I think a lot of people had anticipated. I know that Kendrick Nunn outside of today's game has been playing extremely well this exhibition season. Again, not with this game notwithstanding. There are some options that the Lakers can have at guards where they don't have to necessarily need to play Russell Westbrook. No, and worse than his play is his attitude. This is more uh, an attitude thing. If Russell Westbrook played like this without the attitude, then you can shift him to the bench and play him in spurts, play him in situational uh places right and and yeah. it would it, it, you can you can make that work but where where he's worse is he's worse in that the morale of the team will be affected because you have two superstars on the team that are not technically uh in your face types anthony no. davis isn't going to get in your face lebron uh won't get in your face uh patrick beverly could get in his face but then it's going to be one of those things where you're like Oh, Patrick Beverly's doing what Patrick Beverly does. So no one's going to take him seriously, uh, even if he, if he, even if he's in the right. And that's unfortunate. Well, we saw a little bit. Of, we saw a little bit of that today. Yeah, it's unfortunate that that's the case, but that's life. It's it's like these. Uh, I guess the best analogy I can use is even if uh, one of these uh, news uh, channels on on cable 
even if they're if they're talking about something that's correct, because of their reputation, you're still like eh, eh, and that's kind of what happens with you know players. You know, you you yeah. Draymond Green, like I said, in that situation, maybe he was getting on Jordan Poole because he didn't box out right or he didn't run the pick and roll correctly or whatever, right? And then he's just mouthing and mouthing and mouthing and mouthing and finally Jordan pushes him and then he punches him, you know, in retaliation, right? You don't know. That's why it's important to understand when, you, when you're in sports, things happen. So this is a, a competitive business. This is a competitive job. This isn't, I mean, you can say it's a competitive job in other, in, in other you know, jobs, but you're not typically physically and emotionally and you got pressure like, you know, physical pressure to to do your job. So you're going to have a little bit more, I guess, endorphins going and an attitude. Uh, so yeah. this all plays a factor. This all plays a factor in that the Lakers are already behind a massive eight ball, not just an eight ball. And you really don't have a margin of error. There's no margin of error here. And you still have to hope that physical situations aren't an issue either. So the last thing you want to deal with is a mental issue. <laughs> you know, physically, you're already worried, right? Mental, you can control this. You can control the mental. You're just going to have to make a decision on which player is going to be, you know, removed from that problem. And we all know where this is going to go, guys. It's just a matter of whether the Lakers have enough heart to eliminate that problem. And that's something we'll have to go ahead and keep monitoring. But it is becoming of a little bit of a concern for all Lakers fans out there. This is something we had spoken about at length on this show, that this could be an issue where – and I know Laker Tom has been probably one of the most adamant on it, thinking that this could be something where he's a cancer on the team or he could be someone that's going to start building up, building up more, more and more mistrust, more and more arguments, more and more just – heavy discussions, more and more talk as far as him not being able to be a part of this team in a cohesive fashion. And it's looking more, more like that. If you saw what I saw today, if you saw what was shown right there and he wasn't even trying to hide his, his distaste for Patrick Beverly and getting together as a team. It sends me a message already that this guy is on thin ice as it is. He doesn't care guys. He does not care. He, he might at this point be, you know, trying to pressure management to trade him. But management would have traded him by now if they were willing to risk future compensation. So your next step is to just send him home. And I, I would have more respect for the Lakers if they did that because I think that's the best solution at the moment. You don't want to go look back in 2020. And as unlikely as it is – and. Tom made a good point about this. There's a very high, uh, low probability of the Lakers having a high enough pick to have a, you know, in 27 and 29 and in terms of what their history has said, but you still can't go off of that. What if you trade Russell Westbrook for both picks and one of them ends up being a one, a number one pick and it's someone like Victor coming into that draft. You'll, it, you'll never you'll never live that down. And then you'll look back and say, man, that Russell Westbrook destroyed a franchise <laughs> in more ways than one. 
especially considering you have only nine months left to deal with him. And we've talked about this. If there was a trade out there that would make the Lakers a bona fide title contender, that's a different story as well. Cause then you yeah. can look back and say they made that trade and then they won the championship in 23. Yeah. We lost out on that first pick of this amazing guy, but championships are, are the great, they're the great equalizer. And I use the analogy too of uh, Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, unfortunately, injuries finally took its toll and he retired seven years into his career. Uh, but the Indianapolis Colts were getting the, you know, they were fortunate enough to get the first pick the year he was coming out and this was the next best thing. They traded a player, Peyton Manning, who still had enough to win titles. He ended up winning a title. A few years later, Indianapolis never won a title with Andrew Luck. It's like, was it a, was it the right call? Was it the wrong call? So back to what I said earlier: if if it works, you're a genius. If it doesn't work, you're you're terrible. And that's what it, this has essentially been for a year. If this would have worked, we would have been we would have had three stars going into the playoffs and it would be a difficult team to deal with uh, in the playoffs, but we didn't. One, one of those guys is worse than three players, three good players, wor- yeah. 10 times worse. And the records, the records said it, the game in game out defensive play was bad. We knew the shooting would be bad. The layup, the easy layups, the easy fundamental layups were a surprise. So you're getting a little bit of a taste right now of his, his, his empathy for that. He has none. He does not care about you, me, the Lakers, LeBron, AD. He cares about himself, and I'm sure he cares about his family and close friends. And that's it. He is not a professional. He is a, a probably in my, in, in, in my book, he is the most empty statted the greatest empty stat player in the history of sports. And I will go to the grave with that. I don't think anybody will touch Russell Westbrook in that department. He is the greatest empty stat professional athlete I've ever seen. Empty stat, no one knows what that means. His stats mean nothing to team basketball, to any any winning, zero. He could get 40, 20, and 20, and they could still lose. That's how empty his stats are. And he's more empty in his brain on top of it, which unfortunately is, you know, we had to, we had to finish that off, finish his career off with that, with, with him wearing a Lakers jersey. I'll tell you, man, he's on it tonight. It is Joe Sorrow, a.k.a. Ox1947. But before we get to our roster choices, plus also thoughts on Hulu Legacy before we head on out, it is once again the Lakers falling at the crypto.com arena, 118 to 113 to the Timberwolves of Minnesota. Unfortunately, again, with even though you had AD and LeBron with, I mean, you can't ask for more from guys playing 25 to 27 minutes, 7 11 and 9 to 12 shooting. I mean, 13 rebounds for Davis, 11 rebounds for James. <sighs> You just can't ask so any more from these guys than you already are. 
Anthony Davis, it looks like, again, in the continual merry-go-round of will he play power forward, will he play center, he needs to play center, he needs to play power forward because he likes playing power forward, he needs to play center because the team needs to be had him playing center because they really don't have a quick fix. We've seen this over the past three years, exactly where the best fit for the him and the Lakers is. It looks like after seeing what we've seen, it looks like AD is going to be the starting center after all come the beginning of the season. It just seems to me like the move you're going to make. But unfortunately, the three guys need to start picking up the pace behind him. Is this a is this something that concerns you? Because, yes, AD is now center. He's going to get more banging. He's possibly even closer to being more injured a lot sooner. Your thoughts on that? Because, again, him playing center was thought was the, the deal that he wasn't supposed to be doing too much of but it looks like he's going to be playing a lot more than, than what even he expected this season. Uh, AD is in a position that Tim Duncan was in, bef- in during his career, but the difference is Tim Duncan always had a center. And unfortunately, we don't. <laughs> uh, we had a center, but we traded him away and – We've been battling which center is going to work here. And unfortunately, even as valuable as Dwight Howard was in 2020, his game is might as well be a, a game of the 50s. Uh, it's not going to work with this particular era. Uh, it's, 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 it's sad. It's sad that this is still a discussion because his best spot is power forward. And the fact that he's going back and forth, he can never get into a rhythm of knowing that he's going to come into a game week in week out and he's going to do ad things where ad belongs he has to play this revolving door of this and that protect this and protect that and you know i'm sure he's okay with it in spurts because there's certain matchup issues certain matchups that call for it but really the the sad thing is it's it's probably going to cost him an MVP because he can't really be AD if he's constantly making and covering up for things. I know his injury th- situation has been bad too. That probably plays a big factor in it. But let's just say for discussion purposes, he doesn't get hurt. He's still going to have to deal with this. I mean, watching him play today, I just, you know, this is why I like AD. I mean, I, I like AD the person, number one, and I his game is ridiculously amazing. I mean, it just... I don't think we appreciate it enough. It's just how, how, how good he is. And then when he makes his free throws and he doesn't even touch the rim, I mean, this is just, this is why we won in 2020. This is a this is a deadly, dangerous, absolute absolute basketball specimen when he's on on point, and it's enjoyable to watch. And LeBron is enjoyable to watch too. I mean, he scored what 25 points in 24 minutes. You know, he, he he's the only guy that I trust. To some degree, a little bit there with none, but he's still new. But LeBron, when he shoots, I feel like it's going in. And he's the only guy that makes me feel like that on the team. And it's just sad that we're not going to be able to take advantage of those two guys being like this to finish the season. It's just, it's it's a bummer. And if, I, if I'm not my loud self today, because I'm probably in that somber mode of like, kind of like at some point you reach you reach the end of, the, the 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 high volume is just it's not going to really do anything we are we are dealing with too many obstacles here that we can't seem to get over quick enough 
Uh, and we're going to have to cross our fingers and our ears and our eyes and whatever and really, really hope that we can get by through this year. Our guys stay healthy. Some of your, our young guys develop and then go into next year really, really set to build this team to win the title the following year. If we can manage that, even in LeBron's 21st season, that would be a nice thing. Although I'm just, at what point are we going to see LeBron finally hit the wall? You know, this, this is, this, this, it can be at any point, guys. We, we saw it happen to Kobe. Uh, I know Kobe had more of a, Brett Favre type mentality with his body. Uh, LeBron doesn't. LeBron has more of a, again, Tom Brady type kind of philosophy. So as far as their longevity, that that's probably playing a big factor in that. But we don't know. You know, now we have to wait. And I, I know I'm talking about next year, but guys, I'm 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 gonna try to enjoy this season as much as I can. And I'll enjoy it much more if we tweak a couple things here early. And we've talked about the first one. And then at that point, if there's some way we can get a trade or make some kind of acquisition where it, it really gives this team a boost, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else can get, where else it can go. Uh, we're going to have to see where else it can go because the options that you have available on the current roster are really not going to go ahead and propel you to that next level. LeBron and AD have to be healthy for 80 games for them to go ahead, I think, to be competitive as far as a fourth or a fifth or a sixth in the Western Conference. And I'm not sure you're going to be able to get that out of both of them. But they have to be playing like this each and every day. And that's really not fair to them because they need a team around them that's going to be able to help support them. And I don't think they do right now. But before we head on out, we got to look at that roster. And I know I asked some of the guys to go ahead and share their thoughts on the roster before I get into what Sean Grice, the Magic Man, and also Yami Swoot, Jamie Sweet, had for their list of the 1 to 15 as far as their roster are concerned, do you have a list in mind for the roster making the final cuts before the season starts? So we have to have 14 on the bench per game, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. And then how does it work again? The 15th is someone who's just sitting there and then gets activated if somebody gets injured, correct? I believe okay. so. That's okay. correct. And then, you, and then you have the two two-way contracts, so that you could utilize them as well. But you know, those guys only play a limited amount of games at the big club per season. Okay. So here's here's what I have. We obviously have Anthony Davis, Westbrook, LeBron, Beverly, Walker, Reeves, Nunn, uh, Bryant, Jones, Gabriel. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Now we got to find the other four. The other four is JTA. JTA. I mean, Troy Brown. Back is injured right now, so he's not been able to play. Uh, Schroeder. Sorry, I forgot about Schroeder. So you have Schroeder. Kind of gets hard. I don't know. It? I mean, Swider is going to, he's going to be in the team. Chrissy's going to be on the team because they're, you know, draft picks and guys that they want. So I'm going to say Walker. I'm going to say James. I'm sorry, hold on. Davis, Westbrook, James, Beverly, Walker, Reeves, Nunn, Christie, Swider, Bryant, Schroeder, Gabriel, Jones, and JTA. Well, there you go. 
That's uh, I would that's be in shock list. if it's not those fourteen. Well, my list actually, you know, before we get to my list, I'm going to go have a Sean Grice. His is going to be uh, you start off with uh, Kendrick Nunn, Pat Bev, JTA, uh, TBJ, Walker Four, Walker the Fourth, Ryan. He's got Matt Ryan after one game in there. Is, don't be too surprised if a lot of other people do as well. Of course, LeBron James, Thomas Bryant. Damian Jones, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, Reeves, Schroeder, and the 14th and 15th, he has a question mark because he sees only 13 holds, and the last one is a Joker's Wild. Could it be internal? Could be watching the waiver wire. Mo Harkless is available. I know some other players are becoming available over the next few days because teams have to cut down their rosters. So I agree with Sean. You may want to keep a roster slot open to go ahead and be able to pick up maybe a a player that's a little bit better than what you have right now. I'd be eyeing t- teams that are really good as far as their depth are concerned, like the Clippers, maybe the Celtics, maybe other teams out there that have a really good uh, roster as far as their depth is, are concerned, That something that the Lakers don't right now. So maybe you want to take a look at some last-minute cuts from those teams. Maybe you can see if you can prize someone from there. I know with uh, Jamie Sweet, he's got a little bit of a different list, so I'll go ahead and run it on down for him right there. What I have for Jamie Sweet, Yami Sweet, I think is right here. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, Damian Jones, Thomas Bryant, Dennis Schroeder, JTA, Juan Toscano Anderson, by the way, Lonnie Walker the fourth, Wenyan Gabriel at number 12, Max Christie, who is the second round draft pick. So you do have to go ahead and make sure you have a roster spot because waving him right now would probably cost you a little bit too much money. Troy Brown Jr. at number 14th and number 15. Hard to say since we still have some cap left, but uh, if he had to choose today, it'd be Matt Ryan, but Shaquille Harrison. Shaquille Harrison could certainly fill a role with the two ways. He's got Cole Swider and Scottie Pippen. So, you know what? There's his, his list with his starters being James Davis, Westbrook, Reeves, and JTA. So that's a. Uh, a little bit surprising there that JTA is a little bit higher on than a lot of other people out there. Your thoughts on that? I think that's something because he wants to see JTA in the starting lineup. Maybe situational games. I don't know. But I've always I've always said that consistency is, is extremely important on a basketball team and having the same starting lineup game in and game out. You can change it up depending on certain spots, but – Generally, you want to keep that cohesiveness. You want to keep that rhythm going every game, game in and game out. <sighs> I really do hope, I really do hope that they give Darvin Ham the true green light to figure out what he needs to do with this team. This team will eventually have to sit Russell Westbrook down and not on the bench, out. And then you start Schroeder, you start... Beverly at the two, LeBron, Jones. Maybe none. You could use none there. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be against it. But he just screams, screams number six. His game is perfect, coming off the bench, maintaining leads. Well, you know he doesn't like to hear that because he's in a contract. I understand here. that, and the only way he can make sense of that is if. He plays like a starter all year and he'd have to, he'd have to show it. He'd have to show it 
first 10 games of the, of the year. Well, we'll see. I, 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 I want that to happen. Believe me, I want that to happen. If you can get Schroeder playing the point and none playing the two, and then LeBron, AD, and Jones, you, you can make that work. The issue with Jones is he's not good. <laughs> Gabriel is not good. Uh, Thomas Bryant has no ladder. Well, people say he'll hit a couple. Th- he hit a couple threes tonight. I, that was, that was fluky as fluky can get. I, I couldn't believe it. What those went in, and of course, Thomas Bryant has no lateral movement. Absolutely nothing. Uh, it almost looks like he's on his toes when he when he's running. Laker Tom noted that. Yeah, yeah. that injury is. Uh, you can see the effect yeah. of that. And if you're playing AD at the five, and then LeBron at the point forward. We don't have any wings. Okay, so you want to put JTA as the wing, right? That's the kind of the thought. You can't really put Walker there. He's 6'4". You need a 6'7 guy, right? Yep. But can he do it? Can he last? I I don't know. I don't I don't I don't know. If if you're gonna get hurt in preseason already, I don't know how you're gonna last an eighty two game season. Well, something to think about. I know my roster is going to be a little bit different. So who do I got on the Lakers roster? Of course, LeBron. Of course, AD. Kendrick Nunn, Patrick Beverly, Russell Westbrook, Austin Reeves, Dennis Schroeder, Thomas Bryant, Lonnie Walker the fourth, Damian Jones at number 10, JTA at number 11, Troy Brown Jr. at number 12. Again, he has a back injury, so we'll see how that goes. Max Christie, because he's your second rounder, takes up number 13. Matt Ryan, based off that one game, I think barely makes the team. Wenyan Gabriel is my 15th player, but he can easily be waived if you see somebody better out there on the waiver wire. You will have to eat the million plus that you already have him guaranteed for. But you know what? If you see a player out there, you just got to go ahead and make those choices. Then on the two ways, I have Jay Huff and Cole Swider saying goodbye to Scottie Pippen Jr. and all the tremendous amount of turnovers that he unfortunately makes at this point in his game. I'm hoping that he can develop that part of it and also find some semblance of an outside shot so he can actually stick in the league. So that's, I'm rooting for the kid, but yeah, unfortunately right now I don't see him anything more than a, maybe a G League rotational player at best, but that's our thoughts on a roster. If you'd like to go ahead and share your thoughts on a roster we'll read on the air, please let us know right there for you at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com, of course, also in the YouTube channel as well. Please go ahead and subscribe today so you can get the latest notifications on when we go on air. But before we head on out, my friend, we mentioned again that the Lakers did lose 118-113. Pretty competitive today, although Gobert and Towns were not in the lineup. Good signs from LeBron and AD. Question marks all over, still remaining. Russell Westbrook's attitude is starting to perk up, which is not very good for Lakers fans. Of course, the prospects of AD is starting, something we talked about, and of course, our final rosters. But before we head on out, my friend, it is legacy. The true story of the Los Angeles Lakers. It actually, for the final episode this week, showed off Hulu on Hulu this past week. It actually went ahead and aired the final episode on Hulu. Hopefully everyone got a chance to see it. I did. And it does cover the actually after the fallout from the drama of the fight, the battle, the internal battle between all the buses. And it did get into the 
the early part of LeBron's tenure into the fact all the way up to leading up to the bubble and obviously the bubble championship as well, where it pretty much finishes out. But the one interesting thing that I was not aware of is that in the latter part of the decade, last decade, I think 2017 or 2018, Jeannie Buss got a letter from someone who turned out to be her older sister that the buses, the, the Patriarch buses, actually put up for adoption that we didn't know. But in the end, the the individual named Lee, uh, she refused to put her last name. She declined to put her last name as far as for this project. But she her first name is Lee, and she did get a chance to see her mother, her actual biological mother, uh, and before she passed away. So that also leads into Jeannie Buss's sadness because the fact that she lost her mother and also, of course, the death of Kobe Bryant, which was showcased at length on this episode. That's something that she had to deal with along with everybody else and the worldwide impact of his passing along with Gigi, his daughter. Your thoughts on this episode? Again, it it closed out on a good note with the Lakers winning the championship for Kobe. I wish, again, it would have dealt a little bit more on that fact. It kind of glossed over again. So one criticism I have of this series is that it glossed over the good parts that Lakers fans treasure a little bit too much. They just quickly glossed over world championships within a span of five minutes on most occasions. But the archival footage, the interviews, the archival footage leading back to some of the stuff that was covered on local news and national news was so tremendous. You cannot give – no one out there, even if you're not a Lakers fan, cannot help but give this series overall a thumbs up. The the, the title of the show is Legacy, the story of the L.A. Lakers. Mm-hmm. I think it should have been the story of the Bus family. I know that the Bus and the Lakers are intertwined. It also gave a hint of a reconciliation between family members before they – That's good. Out. With all due respect, I don't care. Uh, How did I know I you were going to say about that? Strife between the families. I, I'm sorry. I have, I have my own family to think about. I have friends. I have businesses. I have. I I I always would laugh when I would see an announcement of, let's say, a celebrity couple that would be announcing their divorce, and then they would always end that line with, "Please respect our privacy." Can you? What? Why are you telling me this? Why don't you just go get divorced? I mean, Robert De Niro got divorced, I think, twice. I never, I didn't even know until, like, last year. Why don't you do that? You don't think Robert De Niro? Robert De Niro is one of the most famous people to ever live. I didn't know, right? I didn't care. And I found out, right? You found out. Out of the grapevine. Through the grapevine. So... If this was supposed to be some cleansing moment for the family, okay. was It was entertaining. There was a lot of good things that I did get from it. Uh, I don't care. I don't care about what I've seen a hundred million times in my life. Uh-huh. Family members bickering over money, bickering over power. You know, it, it to me, it's a, it's a, it's a sad, just worthless situation. You know, I, I, my father passed away four years ago, and I went to the probate lawyer shortly after. 
And I said, whatever my dad had, give it to my sister. I'm out. That's it. That's all I said. I don't care about money. I don't care about any of this. My value to my family is number one. My sister needed the the money more than I did. She needs to buy a house. She needs to do this. My mom and dad, God rest their souls, would have... They feel good resting, knowing that their brother, their son is taking care of this, is his sister. This is what matters in life, guys. So if you're going to learn anything from this, learn that all this nonsense fighting about money and power with your own people, with your own family, with your own siblings. It's a, it's, it's a, an identifier to, to, to me, you know, and if they reconcile, then at the, in the end, it's okay. If they don't reconcile, then you look very, very bad in my book. Because no matter how successful you are in life, if your family is not with you, your people are not with you and respect you and love you, then what's it for? What's all this for? What's the point? Are you going to go do it by yourself? Or are you going to be that guy that says, hey, all they want is this. All they want is that, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think it was just a... It was the Wyatt Earp to the Winning Times tombstone. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin Costner. Um, yep. and, it, and it makes sense, doesn't it? If, if For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. That's okay, Joe. He's, he's done this little thing called Yellowstone. Oh, oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very true. But my point is, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, so Tombstone is the, is the iconic film. Wyatt Earp is the real story of Wyatt Earp. And most people don't really care about the real the real stories. They want to see... They wanted the concise two-hour action. They want to see Doc Holliday say, I'm your Huckleberry. And they want to hear Kurt Russell go, tell him hell is coming with me. I mean, I get goosebumps just thinking about that scene, right? Uh, but the reality is, which is what Legacy was reality what really happened right that's the wider tombstone is winning time we were entertained by winning time we had the we had the doc holiday in there we had kurt russell doing his thing and then we had the bus family doing what wider with what kevin costner and dennis quaid and those guys did so that's kind of how i equate that i i i i enjoyed the show overall uh i don't think i needed it in my life though um i did get some the third Laker related entertainment property this year. That's a, that's, that's a the lot. magic that's thing. Lot. Uh, the most valuable thing I got out of the magic thing. And that was the second one is I did not know. Cause I knew that story again, guys, there's only two people I've ever cried over that weren't family or friends, magic Johnson and Kobe Bryant. I just happened to be both Lakers. So just to show you where my, where my feelings are on the Lakers, you know, I did not know Magic was, what was it, four T-cells away from going full-blown. That was scary hearing that. Like, I I heard that, I was like, whoa, holy crap. What if he had waited two more months, three more months, you know? So a lot of times something like that can be enough to justify the show. And... With with legacy, I mean, I 
I, I kind of knew everything already. We got a little bit more detail. Like we, we, we. The older bus sister, I did not know of the one that, that uh, again, that was sent out away for adoption. Yeah. I didn't know about that either. It wasn't, I didn't think it was particularly important though. I think this, this was probably the, the least favorite episode I had. I, with all due respect, I, I, I understand the, I think it's kind of cool to, in a, in a lot of ways to, to see kind of how that developed, but I just truly believe that's a private thing. I don't, I don't, I don't need to know this. I, I can hear the information. Hey, yeah, this would happen, but. I, well, that lends to your argument about how this was more of a bus story yeah. than a yeah. Laker story, because you know, who is overseeing this as far as the executive producers, I'll let you go ahead and take a look. Although I did speak to one Stephen Leckert, who was tremendous on this show and I really give him props, but some of the other names uh, as far as executive producers, Jeannie Buss, the Rambuses. Yeah, there you go. I know that uh, brings <laughs> a little bit of a smirk to your face, but I will say again that for me overall, I thought it was very enjoyable. I did love the archival footage, especially in episodes two, three, and four covering the eighties and nineties. It was like absolutely a killer before we go. And before we uh, go ahead and head on out, before we leave this conversation, I want to ask, was there any one individual which it, they might've interviewed, but they did left it on the, they might've left it on the cutting room floor. Was there one individual that you wanted to hear from that you didn't get a chance to with all these documentaries, with all these uh, different things that were going on? Was there one individual that you wanted to hear from that you didn't get a chance to? That was talking about the bus family? talking about anything either in the magic documentary or the lakers document docuseries so you tell me i mean at any point of all these entertainment things even if they were featured in winning time that they weren't that they weren't featured in winning time but you were hoping that they were somebody i because I, I know one sticks out for me and i think i've already mentioned on the show i don't i don't think they i think anyone that's still alive they spoke to pretty much everyone i don't i don't think i I don't think I would have. I don't. I don't think there's anyone that they didn't bring on. They brought everyone on that mattered in terms of those those that that era. They had Coop. They had Birdie. They had AD. They had LeBron. They had Magic. They they had everybody. They even got Jerry Jerry West. I don't. I don't know of anybody else. I don't know of anybody else that I would. Uh, I think if there's any Laker kind of mythology, if you will that I would love to know is I would really want to know why those teams in the late sixties and early seventies. I mean, I know we won in 72, but I would have loved to have found out why the Lakers couldn't beat the Knicks in 70, could beat the uh, Celtics in 69, 68, and those type of things. This eighties to nineties to 2000 to now I've seen everything. I I've heard it all, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on a Blu-ray or a DVD or on a documentary, I know it all. And now with all these extra documentaries, it's even more. Um, I just don't, I don't, I don't see. Because now you got the Redeem team on Netflix. And that was okay. I, I, I thought it, it was very Kobe heavy. Um, and I, 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 I wonder if that's because if he's gone, I wonder how different it would have been if it wasn't gone. Maybe it wouldn't have been. Uh a statistic that I saw this week was Kobe was 36 and 0 in 
international play. Not surprising. And I've had, I've had to hear for years that this guy was selfish and a ball hog. He's a winner. And what I always retort to is, define selfish. What? I want you to define selfish. Well, it's someone who thinks about themselves. Okay. How do you think about yourself and go to the finals seven times in the first 14 seasons in your career with two different, arguably, dynasties, Laker dynasties? You you tell me. It's still a team sport at the end of the day, guys. So the little lulls that you had at the beginning of his career, in the middle, whatever, I go, when that guy had a team, was he not? In everything, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't justify that that commentary. And then you look at megastars, all time greats, bowing to this guy. Why? That's a good question, Why? Richard. I think they would have lost to the original D- uh, Dream Team. I think that uh, Redeem Team was a very good one, but I still think that they would have lost to the original Dream Team. Your thoughts on that, real quick? I think we we look back on that, and I start thinking. Well, Larry Larry Bird barely could play, right? Yeah. Matt Jordan was in his prime. Yeah, I, I don't think they beat the Dream Team. I don't I don't trust LeBron enough, and uh, maybe I know Bird was already feeling the back. Yeah, I don't I don't I, yeah. I don't know if LeBron could handle what they would have thrown at him. I mean, yeah. he. He would have been great even then, right? But there's it's it's different yeah. when you have Carl Malone and Charles Barkley in their primes all up in your business too. Um, the the Kobe redeem team thing is, I mean, they were bad. They were bad in 04 and 06. If you want to say that Carmelo and LeBron were, they were too young. It was their first years in 04. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't buy it, but I'll give you it for a second. But then when you get to, to 06, LeBron was second in the MVP that year. And Kobe had arguably the, one of the greatest seasons ever. So you can't yeah. sit there and tell me that they had any business losing in 06. So, and this is supposed to be one of the most unselfish players, right? And then you have a Carmelo Anthony, you have D Wade and all these guys. And I'm just sitting here going, you're, you're, if you're going to send this argument to me, you better know your information because I'm going to freaking clown you from 12 to 12 at this at this point because the, the, the results don't justify what you say. And what? Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Well, I was just going to say that. I mean, again, in a matchup, I really would have picked the original Dream Team. I think well, because you the... had Jordan as prime, Magic was still capable. You had Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewan in his prime. You had David Robinson in his prime. You had Stockton in his prime. You had all the greats in their prime. How do you beat that team? But then again, the Redeem team had a, they were almost, what, 20 points a game? It would have been a battle. It would have been a battle. Was Chris Paul on the team? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so there you go. But uh, I really think that, again, matching up would have been close. Would have been a better challenge for the let's, original. Let's ask what Tinder Hot XYZ thinks. 
Yeah, well, they've been blocked again for the umpteenth time, them and their bots. But uh, I wanted to go ahead and touch on some final things before we head on out. And that is my missing ingredient with someone who is all over the entire Legacy series. And I'm hoping they actually interviewed him. But if they didn't, maybe I should reach out and have the interview with him that he should have had on Legacy. And that's Jim Hill, who is an iconic individual part of the Los Angeles sports scene for decades, who is all over that footage as far as from several episodes on Legacy. And for some reason or another, he is not interviewed as far as his thoughts. They only interviewed really one or two, they actually, I'm sorry, two or three members of the press. And they really didn't go far reaching over there because I think there were several members of the press, longstanding Laker beat writers or reporters like Jim Hill and, and others that should have been more involved with this process, sharing their thoughts, but they chose not to. So we'll leave it at that. When you but say choose, maybe I should try and reach out to When Jim you say Hill. choose not to, Jim Hill has an interesting personality. I get a lot of vibes from him that he, he's just, he's got a certain way of doing things and it's not conventional. Well, maybe I should ask him. Maybe I should reach yeah. out. And if he, I think, if I he think blows me off. Then and, and I've, I've, I've heard the players love Jim Hill. Jim Hill always asks great questions. He yeah, always asks absolutely. great questions. He always, and he's the only man I've ever seen that doesn't age. I mean, Jim Hill's look. Well, that's what, that was the funny thing, though, was Steve Leckert said. It's like you could tell Jim Hill as far as what decade is by the, the length of his mustache <laughs> and what, you know, his beard. Yeah, that, he was so funny when he dropped that on that interview I did with him. So I'm hoping to get a chance. Maybe I, I think I probably will try to reach out to Jim Hill. And, again, I'll let you know and update you if he actually will come on the show. We'd be honored to have him on the show. But I got a lot. I I, I, I'd have ahead. some nice questions to ask Jim. Jim – one of the funniest things I saw Jim do was when, when the Lakers won the championship in 20, uh, 2000, he was interviewing Shaq and champagne was being spilt all over him. Then the uh, song, um, what was it? Uh, was it DMX song that came on? Uh, yeah, it was a DMX song that came on. And Jim Hill is sitting there with the microphone and Shaq's right next to him. And all of a sudden Shaq decides to grab him and they start dancing. And Jim Hill is literally being picked up and they're bouncing all around the locker room. I, I, that's the last thing. That's one of the main images I have of Jim Hill and how much those guys really, really <laughs> like that guy. And um, When it comes to Dodgers, when it comes to Lakers, Kings, anything as far as my And he asked the question. He, he asked one of the best questions ever, Laker-related, uh, after Kobe beat the Celtics. And he, he wanted to know what Kobe felt after this particular title. And we know what he said. I got one more than Shaq. Yeah. So Jim Hill has always been that guy that always seemed to ask the right questions, be at the right place. He's an L.A. legend. And, I mean, I've seen him do interviews for things like this before. I, I, I'm, I, you know, I... I don't know. I like to know why. I just like to know why. Maybe it's a timing thing. It might, I'm not it, sure. it might, have, been. It might have been. But I've always felt like Jim Hill. You, you, you see Jim Hill do his work, and you don't see him do anything else. But the thing is, he's all over the series, yeah. so that's what I want to know. But before we end on out, a question from it, Richard. Thank you so much again for being part of the program, being part of the chat room. I got a question. I don't understand how she owned part of the team. If she got voted out on the board, how does that work? 
Well, the thing is, if she got even if she got voted off the board, she could still own a percentage of the team because all the buses own a shared collective on the team. It's not just one genie bus owns the whole shares. The amount of shares, it's just a matter of who is controlling the operations. I, did, I think I heard in the documentary that Dr. Bus put something in there that said this is hers. And she executed that. Because yeah. it, it, I, with all the strife, you didn't. It, it was an. It seemed like a very quick uh, transition when she fired Jim and, and Mitch. It, it was quite obvious that there was some legality there that allowed her to do that and have it done quick. That must have been something written somewhere that it was allowed to be done right away. You never saw a court battle where, for three four years, they were dealing with the transfer of the team. But let's say we have enough money. We got eight billion dollars, and we offer to Lakers, and we buy the 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 controlling shares that the buses own. It is the buses then disperses amongst themselves. It's not just Genie Bus gets all this eight billion dollars. It's actually a family. I don't know if it's a trust or, yeah, it's or a family what have trust. you, but it, yeah, it's 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 something that's dispersed among all those family members. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, yes, I mean, she could have been voted off the board. It's a matter of control. That's that's the thing. If she had been voted off the board, she would not have been able to go ahead and, and have control of the team, which is, you know, as we know in the story, she was actually kept on the board. So ultimately she is still in charge and still running the operations of the team going forward. And again, that's laid out in the Legacy series. But overall, I thought, again, a thumbs up from me. I think Joe seemed to like it as well. Some little issues, minor issues here and there, but overall, it's a good series for me. I really hope you get a chance to check it out. Also, check out my original interview last month with Stephen Leckard. Hope you get a chance to because it was a really good interview. But before we head on out, my friend, once again, the Lakers did lose 118 to 113. Well, I'm not going to say we will be back on Friday because you will be back in some form on this show on Friday. I, unfortunately, for the first time in 530-some-odd episodes, do not plan on being here because I have a bachelor party and a wedding to prepare for, which is not my own, but it's an in-laws. So I'm hoping Joe and Jamie and Laker Tom, all these guys put together, can go ahead. How many Lakers fast break guys can go ahead and start a Lakers fast break without Gerald? We'll find out. We'll wait and see, but... Any last thoughts before we head on out? Because again, we will somebody will hopefully be here on Friday after the game. That will hopefully will be here. So I'll go ahead and talk about it. Before my my, <laughs> there is a small possibility I will not be here Friday because my plan was to go to Game Three at Petco Park uh-huh. for uh, the NLDS. But if I happen to be here, that, that's and the only reason why I don't have a ticket now is they put a little bit of a wall in front of Dodger fans. Okay. I think Jamie said he was going to be able to run it. So if it doesn't happen, if I can't get tickets, I mean, I, I'm sure if I scowl the, the, the internet, I could probably find something, but it, it's going to have to be the, the tickets that I want. I don't, I don't okay. sit in the home run sections. I like to sit. Well, it's going to be a very interesting yeah. game. All tied yeah. up, heading to San Diego, getting a little nervous, Joe, getting a little nervous. No, I kind of had a feeling this was going to go four, So I wouldn't be surprised if they end up winning both games in San Diego. And if they go five, I feel comfortable with them closing it out in L.A. 
We'll see what happens. But again, somebody, I'm pretty sure somebody will be here. We'll go ahead and I'm make pretty sure. Go ahead and, <laughs> I'm hoping. I keep my fingers crossed. Laker Tom tells me it, yeah, he's going to try and do it and try and see if we get it started. Jamie said he was going to try and be here, get it started. There's another day this month that I'm going to probably not be able to make and, and see if we can get some help there. I, hopefully, Joe will hopefully be able to start that here in a couple of weeks, but we'll get to that road when we get to it. But we've got some great things going on. Thank you to everybody who signed up for the Lakers fantasy basketball league. The draft is tomorrow. We got a full league. If you want to go in and, and be a part of a league, email me Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. I'll join one with you and we'll go ahead and go from there. Plus also as well. Want to make sure everybody knows next week. We're going to be doing, just before the season starts, the Monday before the season starts, which is coming up this Monday, we're going to go ahead and have our special NBA season preview. We're going to go a really long time on that one, talking everything in the NBA. We'll have our picks, talk about everything going on with the Lakers. Oh my gosh, it's going to be a good one indeed. Plus, I will go ahead and make sure that we talk about in length the season ahead for the Los Angeles Lakers. But before we head on out, Richard saying. Their two best pitchers are going three and four. It's going to be tough. So still nervous, Joe? I did. I just don't see the Dodgers losing the series. I don't see the Dodgers losing. I see them winning. The, I see them winning it all. They better win it all with all they did this yeah. year, or winning over 110 yeah, I just, games. I, I'd have to see them lose this time. I they've always answered after losses. They they lost today because you just you know you Padres were just playing really, really hard, and they made the situational plays that they needed. But they they haven't really played really well the first two games. So if they start to play well here, it's it's probably going to be lights out quick. Well, let's hope let's that's, hope for that that's for what you. Wait for you. A cranky Joe is not a good Joe. So if he's mad about the Lakers, he's mad about the Dodgers. That's not a good thing. Well, actually, you know what? from a get from the emails me that's actually a good thing because it's for the show it's entertaining yeah yeah people love it when you <laughs> wow joe was mad last night joe was mad last night i get a lot of that coming back at me but once again it's the lakers fast break it's joe sorrow if you want to hear more joe or you want to see more joe in action and you see his thoughts you could do so today at lakersball.com be a part of the conversation right there for you at lakersball.com Hoping I can get, I know everybody on Twitter, at Laker Tom on Twitter, they're all hoping that Laker Tom and Joe Sorrell can be on the same program again. I'm trying to coordinate that. I don't know where he is, Laker Tom. Hopefully he'll be able to come back soon. He was on yesterday's show, so I don't know where he is today, but hopefully he'll be back soon. Jamie Sweet, hopefully he'll be in this. In fact, you know what? If Joe's gone to game three and I'm gone at a bachelor party, it looks like Jamie Sweet and Laker Tom might be your stars on Friday night after the game against Sacramento. They're going to, Lakers are going to be in Sacramento. We're going to be here around 9.30 p.m. Pacific time. Richard says, I like Joe because he straight up tells it like it is. There you it's go. important. There's a, there's a big crowd out there that likes that. What's, what's great about being real 24-7 is you don't have to worry about BSing ever. And the people who like you are going to know who you are, know how to approach you. Those who don't like you will talk behind your back and stay away. It's a win-win. It's a win-win in this thing. And if you want to battle logic, you want to battle common sense because you think maybe I'm wrong or I'm too abrasive or whatever. Okay, I'm abrasive. I'm loud, whatever, to some degree. 
but I'm not, I'm not, when I get angry, I'm controlled. I've never punched a wall. I've never punched a window like a jackass. Break my hand for what? For who? I'm a firecracker. I, I get lit. I blow up and it's gone. And that's it. I'm not going to go and drive a hundred miles an hour and let off steam. I mean, I'd say maybe I've had really, really good workouts being a little angry. That's a very good therapeutic activity, by the way, if you guys are in that mode and it happens every, you know, maybe five years where it's like, you can't turn off that anger. Well, hit the gym, go run, go do, go take a dive into the pool and get that stuff out of your system. Right. But more often than not, I'm, I'm a controlled, I'm a controlled fire and it, it benefits me in, in many ways being that kind of person, because at the end of the day, it's, it's just, you know, if you're not fake, if you're real, minus of course, being a Jeffrey Dahmer type, of course, you don't want to do that, but you know, it, it, it's a, it's a very healthy lifestyle, you know? Well, and speaking, if you, speaking yeah. of fake and real, you do sell fake lawns. Yeah. It's, it's, un- <laughs> Unfortunately, when you live in an area, especially in the Inland Empire area, where you're really a desert with hard clay, hard DG already here, uh, you need a lot of water and a lot of aeration and a lot of fertilizer and a lot of lawnmowers and a lot of trimmers. If you can make that work for you, or if your house is set in a way where the sun isn't shining on it twenty the whole the whole day. You have an opportunity to not be fake, uh, but fake lawns, fake grass allows you time. Well, again, we, we also, no... we all know, yeah, we all know about time. You know, time is more important than anything because you don't really have a lot of it. Absolutely. If you don't want to stress it, just go ahead and hit up Joe today, Sinblades with a Y, Sinblades.com. If, if you live in Southern California, I service all of Southern California. You let me know. You guys can contact Gerald. Contact me here. I'll give you a free estimate. And I promise you I'll give you the Lakers fast break discount. Oh, there you go. We can't tell you the percentage. That's that is as cheesy a marketing delivery as I'm going to go. Guys, I've built my business off of very, very little marketing. I have made my business off of being the baddest installer in the game. And you can't hide that, guys. You can't fake a really good install. So it might be fake material, but it's not a fake install. It's real. And my reputation precedes me. You want the you want your stuff done the right way, you call me. And I'm not just a turf guy either. I'm a C27 licensed installer. I can do any lawns. I can do pavers. I can do concrete. I can do fences. I can do tanning walls. And a lot of the people in my industry are one of two things or both. Uh, One, really bad at managing money. Two, extremely terrible communicators. And I master both. So competing with me in that industry, sure, you might make a lot of money in the business if you've been in it a while. You probably have a lot more, you know, years under your belt. But the second I get more resources, you have no shot because you can't compete with people that know what they're doing. 100% 100% of the time. Same. It is what it is. Joe is actually real, but his lawns are fake. But the best place to go for his fake lawns is sinblades.com. Right there for you. Sinblades.com. 
But once again, the Lakers did end up losing <laughs> 118 to 113. Richard says, last thing he's going to say, I seen in Legacy we were going to get Charles Barkley at one time. It was yeah, possibly that was the case that the uh, Lakers were interested in. Him. I am not interested in listening to Charles Barkley talk. Yeah, I know, but uh, it was nice to hear at least. You know, like of, of all the proposed trades that the Lakers were going to go ahead and do. Oh, he almost became a Laker. I already know that story, so we don't need Charles yeah, on there. Yeah. Well, then again, everybody was almost a Laker at one point in their career. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get that road. Don't go down that road with Joe, because then he goes into Chris Paul and David Stern. Well, and- no, I only go into that when when you tell me that they stunk in the mid two thousand and tens. Well, they did the, stink in the mid two thousand. They did, but they were sh- They were. They were. It took an entire league to stop a franchise that was whooping everybody for 50 years. 40 years at the time, I should say. Yeah. Uh, Tycoon Rave says, Lakers GM need to look out the, to the box. Them Europe. Oh, you're talking about Victor Wembanyama playing crazy. The shooters and playing hard as hell. The GM now what we need to be a great team. So let's make a trade simple. Well, remember, Tycoon, we can't even get Victor Wembyama if we tried to tank because New Orleans owns our, the rights to swap. So if we ended up with the worst record in the league and or a bad record, we're in the lottery and we win the lottery, guess who's knocking on our door right afterwards? New Orleans saying, we'll go ahead and we swap yours for ours right there for you. That's the... Benefit of the AD we're trade, st- and we won a, a title, so we can't really argue with it. We're still in the bird is you know the bird in the hand is better than the than two in the bush, right? We're still yeah. in that mode, and if we're looking at the total picture, if it's not just about titles, we have been entertained. We have had the best player of his generation yeah. on our team, and we're going to be watching a Laker break a Laker record that will probably never be broken now. Because if LeBron gets the 40,000 points, I don't think anybody's ever going to score 40,000 points. Not as with today's NBA of missing no. games and no. all that. No. It's like 300 win pitchers. It's over. That'll yeah. never happen again. Once again, it's the Lakers, unfortunately, falling short with a second quarter that was very disappointing. 118-113. to 113. Everybody needs to keep their eyes on what's going on with Russell Westbrook in that situation because after we saw tonight the lack of chemistry already starting between Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly and what's going on there, it's becoming quite concerning. And the things that we were prophesizing is starting to come true, which we didn't want to happen, but we pretty much thought it would happen. So it's starting to look in that general direction. So we're kind of concerned there. But Outstanding performances again from LeBron and AD. Hopefully they can get some more support during the season so that these type of performances don't go to waste. But I know the guys will be here, hopefully in some form or fashion, for Friday night after the game. Remember, the Lakers do go to on the road to Sacramento, going on the road for a 7 o'clock game. And around 9.30, the Lakers fast break will be up and running. Who will be running it? We're not sure, but we appreciate it so much. Kenan Kappen for subscribing to the channel. Thank you so much for doing so. You actually hit the button right below Joe, so we truly appreciate it. If you have any questions for us, Lakers Fast Break on Twitter or Lakers Fast Break at Yahoo.com. You can always leave your comments on YouTube. We do get to them, both Joe and I, so we truly appreciate it. But for Joe Sorrow, a walker is a bright spot. Lonnie Walker IV has been playing better than what I think a lot of people, including us, expect. So I will give him props on that. He did play okay today. 
I don't know if he's going to be someone that's going to help us consistently. That's still up for grabs, but someone 6'4 that may be able to be a decent starter for us. We need all the help we can get because our depth is really not that good. So we'll see what happens. Maybe Lonnie Walker the fourth can play much better than he did or much more consistently than he did in San Antonio. So we'll wait and see. But again, a lot of uh, concerning things up ahead for the team as we head to Sacramento for the Friday night game. But the Lakers fast break will return, hopefully on Friday night. I'm hoping we'll, I'll make I'll set something up, and hopefully everybody will go ahead and be able to knock it out of the park for me in my absence. Will Joe be here or will we be at the game? We'll find out that as well. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. Always let us know your thoughts. Lakers fast break on Twitter or Lakers fast break at yahoo.com. Westbrook threw a tantrum today. Yeah, that's what we covered, Richard, at the beginning of the show. We covered Westbrook, and uh, it's starting to become concerning. Things that we said are coming to fruition. Sorry about that. Tycoon Rave says, sorry, I mean the GM needs to look on the European League for some players that are playing hard and they need shooters. Well, uh, not everybody in the European League may be at an NBA level, but there are one or two finds out there. I agree with you on that. Uh, other teams have been successful, uh, have been successful looking at the European League for a, a player or two there. And you're right, they do need some shooters because it looks like we're going to be one of the worst shooting teams in the league, especially after a performance like tonight. But any final thoughts on the game, Joe, before we head on out? Well, we we saw what. We have we we saw today's game was the is what the team is. I mean, if you needed a if you needed a game to explain what we're what you need to which, what we're going to see during the regular season, it was today. You saw AD playing lights out. You saw LeBron playing lights out. You saw a few guys kind of showing their stuff here and there, right? And the the other guys not doing much. Missed free throws. Most missed missed a lot of free throws. Turnovers. Made a lot of turnover, made a lot of turnovers, and of course Russell Westbrook being what Russell Westbrook. You will see this a lot. You will see this on a regular basis. Uh, how Darvin Ham reacts to those things and how he adjusts will be the the will be the must see TV for us. Will Absolutely. he will he have a solution to these problems? And if there aren't if they continue to keep guys in positions they don't belong in certain positions, you will probably see if AD and LeBron are healthy, you probably will see a a 40-win team, 42-win team, which is crazy. You know, it's a nine, seven to eight, nine-win difference from last year. But... This is still LeBron James trying to win championships for his legacy. This is still AD trying to add to his legacy. Uh, and, of course, Russell Westbrook trying to figure out how his career will always be defined by nothing of any substance <laughs> in a team sport. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you right now, Joe and I are concerned about what's going on, about the things that we've said all summer. Laker Tom has been very adamant in saying all summer. Jamie Sweet has been very adamant about saying all summer. Sean Grice has been saying all summer in regards to Russell Westbrook and the type of things that 
unfortunately, he can do that can disrupt a team. We saw little clues into that tonight. Will it get worse or will it get better? We're thinking one way. Hopefully, it will go the other, but we'll see what happens. But again, Friday night, the Lakers do head into the Sacramento. We'll be here hoping that we'll, Lakers Fast Break will be mad and we'll be able to be here for you. Hopefully, we'll be able to get everything going. And again, we're going to go ahead and try and do best we can to get you all the post-game coverage this season for the entire season like no one else because we have the best opinions and the most opinions on this show right here. And thank you so much for Richard for being part of the chat, Tycoon Rave, and everybody else. Thank you so much for a great chat room once again. But we truly appreciate it. And we'll see you Friday after the game in Sacramento right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.